A black photographer agrees to a weekend visit with his white girlfriend's parents at their home, much to his bestie's dismay. Their visit coincides with an annual gathering that proves to change the course of all of their lives. Hi, I'm Valerie Higgs, and this is my cinematic bucket list. When Get Out was released back in 2017, a good friend of mine ran right out to see it. I had planned on seeing it at some point and in the theater. This was all pre-COVID quarantine, so of course, I didn't give it a second thought. But by the time I finally got around to seeing it, my friend and her husband had seen the movie four or five times already. (laughs) Articles and opinion pieces were being released every day, and my friend was already analyzing it and was trying to stay spoiler free so it wouldn't wreck the experience for me and she would always bug me to go see the movie already and I finally did. Get Out is the debut of director Jordan Peele. He has since released two more iconic horror movies. His sophomore effort 2019's Us and 2022's Nope. This movie has been analyzed and discussed to the point that I probably have nothing new to add here, but I will share some of my thoughts while watching this movie. Fair warning, from here on there will be spoilers. So if you've never watched Get Out, turn this off, watch it, and then come back to listen to the rest of the episode. As mentioned in my blog, the use of the color red is what stood out to me the most during this my fifth or sixth viewing. Another interesting thing about this movie is some of the settings that I directly identify with. For instance, in the opening scene when Lakeith Stanfield is walking down the street in the nice neighborhood at night before he gets pinched, (laughs) I realize that I've done that many times in my own life. There were a couple of very nice neighborhoods, most notably Haddonfield, New Jersey and Oak Park, Illinois where I've walked down those deserted streets at night, cars passing by here and there, and I did it quite often. It's quiet, it's peaceful. You could think that was part of uh, the appeal for me. Seeing the opening scene actually made me rethink walking alone at night, even though I haven't done that in many years. (laughs) I've read an interview where Allison Williams admitted that she played Rose Evil from the first frame. There's a scene where she's looking at pastries to bring to Daniel Kaluuya's character, Chris, and the viewer probably believes that she is smiling because the pastries look delicious. I now realize she is smiling because today is a big day, bringing another victim home to the slaughter. It was interesting watching Rose smile to herself during otherwise inappropriate moments, like inside jokes with herself. I would imagine that after each victim, she would have a post-mortem with her family, and they'd laugh and laugh at the funny things her victims said while not knowing what was coming their way. It was interesting to see how the villains laid their evil plans right in Chris's face, especially the guests at the party. None of the guests acted like they were going to pull the wool over Chris's eyes. 
They asked questions and talked to Chris the same way anyone would when they were going to buy something in the store. It influenced their buying decision. The sink in the floor scene really resonated with me. It's been discussed and discussed and in any article you read about the movie, especially back in 2017, the sunken place was a very powerful scene, especially the first time I saw it. And it was reminiscent of being John Malkovich, which Catherine Keener was also in. I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Peele had Catherine in mind when casting this movie. I would like to talk about that cell phone. It's one of the many quibbles I had about this movie. Chris drove me crazy, the way he just left it laying around. Of course, we all know Rose probably unplugged the phone, not Grandma. I'm trying to remember an instance where I left my phone in an unfamiliar house during a party. Never. Of course, it was 2017. Things were a little different then. I don't think the phones were as attached, but it was still strange. Also, how does a cell phone lose its charge when it's unplugged and you're not using it? Another quibble was regarding... The question Chris asked late in the movie, why black people? It was never answered to my satisfaction, and in fact, I would argue that it would be more logical to kidnap other white people for the coagula process. People of color going into rich white spaces just didn't make any sense to me. During the final act, when Rose is stalking Chris with the rifle, I had to laugh because... As those of us who watch Game of Thrones know, you never run straight down the street. (laughs) You zig and zag. He had woods on either side of the driveway that also would have helped him out, but whatever. I find it very interesting that this movie, a recent American movie from a first-time director, an American first-time director, made the British Film Institute's greatest movies of all time list. It's really saying something about the impact of this movie. It is one of my favorites, and it is also one of my favorite horror movies. I know some people didn't find it as compelling as others, but you could say that about any movie. All in all, I think it's a very well put together, believable, for the most part, story with a strong cast. I'm looking forward to the rest of Jordan Peele's career, and... If us and Nope is any indication, we'd better strap in. Between Peel and Ari Aster, horror movies are in very good hands. I'd like to dedicate this episode to the memory of Nikki Summons, a horror fan and good friend. She was the one who bugged me to watch Get Out back in 2017 after she and her husband Mike had watched it four or five times before I even made it to the theater. Next on my cinematic bucket list will be number 99 on the AFI list, Toy Story. I laugh because I saw this movie once and I guess I'm... Not really that shocked that it would be on someone's greatest movie list, but, well, we'll talk about it then. I'm Valerie Higgs, and you've been listening to my Cinematic Bucket List. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to podcast hosting platform Anchor.fm, which is the easiest way to make a podcast. And Soundstripe. 
The theme and incidental music is by Fall. You can find my cinematic bucket list on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks for listening.